you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. The Around the NFL Podcast. Bangers and mash or fish and chips? From the National Football League home office in London, England, it's Around the NFL. Dan Hans is here. Got heroes. Oh, oh, Greg Rosenthal. That was him. And um, Mark Sessler, who I'm very happy to say has joined us. Oh, after boy. a um, a long absence earlier in the morning, I have been uh, it, like uh, I would call it like human sleep system one, mark zero. <laughs> yeah, how you doing, buddy? I just des- I described it like I I I woke up. This has happened to me a number of times. I woke up late this morning and had to take a cab over, and uh, rode up um, with a very high ranking executive from our company. And uh, who There's also your penance. no, who also uh, was suffering from the same scenario that I am, right. according mm-hmm. to him. So uh, well, he said he got great sleep last night. Well, but he told me he's been a disaster. But uh, we bonded over that. That's good. How you feeling now? Not good, but I'm feeling spirited about the concept of the show. In theory, <laughs> I'm feeling. I am feeling spirited well, about the concept of the program. <laughs> This is how they communicate. This is how I love. <laughs> Sleep is difficult for the earthlings. It is. Must assimilate. This one. After long travels on jet plane. Ha, ha, ha. Primitive jet plane. Well, I'm glad that you're over ha, this. Ha, ha, ha. Yesterday, this was your issue, too. But you've, you've now graduated will, to more normalized I got scenarios. Up, I got up early enough that for the first time, I actually enjoyed the breakfast downstairs. By the way, I don't know what's going on here. In uh, England with the scrambled eggs. They're a little liquidy for me. They're creamy. They're a little creamy. Mm. I'm going to say that I I did eat them, but you guys maybe take it down a notch, the cream situation. So I I mentioned that uh, to someone, my wife. My wife. My wife. And she was like, yeah, America's the only place that eats scrambled eggs dry like, like you guys do. The rest of the world goes for the mushy scrambled but I'm with you. I, I like the the drier version. What's the rest of the world doing? 
eating mush. You know, they put a little milk in it. I think is the difference. It's it's a almost more. like a porridge. It's like a hot porridge. Of Even eggs. visually, I would find that a difficult chore. Yes, we are used to what we uh, like, and I'm I totally am with you. But apparently, we're on an island on this one. Hmm. Finger looking good. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> All right, this is the week four preview show um, coming up later tonight. And now we're in this world with the rest of the uh, fans in the UK and the surrounding territories. Um, Dolphins at Bengals, 8.15 p.m. Eastern, middle of the night here in the UK. Um, so that's a thing that we have to adjust to. Uh, but that's coming up later. We previewed that on Tuesday's show. And for the record, that was locked up by the Wessling brothers. And, you know, after Nick Wessling and the one and two Wessling brothers uh, offered us that um, opus of a video intro to their lock of, who did they lock last week? They locked against the Dolphins last week as well. They picked the Bills. So they're locking against the Dolphins once more as frauds. And Which is even, what they called it. They called the Dolphins frauds. And, and not even a uh, no no audio accompaniment, no video accompaniment. And I'm just wondering why why that disappears. I don't know if there's too much. The opus was too much for Nick creatively to follow it up with a sequel. I don't know. <laughs> it's a lot going on in the Cincinnati Zoo. They picked the Thursday night game, so the deadline was a little earlier, I suppose. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Everybody running late today, it seems. All right. Well, look at Let's get into the um, games. When I'm late, everyone, like 200,000 people know about it. <laughs> if you're late to your normal job, you just roll in, you figure out maybe some, someone saw it, and then, you're, then you get on with your day. Um, all right, we're going to go through it. Old Zeuser is the first pick of the draft, but we always start with the primetime game. So let's start with the game that will be called by Tariko. The curse of Al. Oh, I didn't even think about that because Amazon has had banger after banger. And you know, and you know Al Michaels is tracking this. He kind of got pushed out the door by NBC, um, pushed into early retirement. But no, he lands on his feet as he always does, Al Michaels. Um, Cocktails in Malibu with Al Michaels. He lands with the Thursday night crew on Amazon, and they've had really fun games entertaining games so far Mike Tirico with Collinsworth and Melissa Stark we haven't had a good one yet oh for four so here we go now with another opportunity Chiefs at Buccaneers and we know what's going on uh, with the situation with the weather uh, in Florida and Hurricane Ian this game could even potentially played as we're taping this we hear in Minneapolis if they must uh, move the game because of the hurricane and its effects. But as of right now, the game is scheduled. It's Patrick Mahomes and his offense, which has not been able to get off the ground since week one, against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers' offense. With Greg, I think we're finally getting some pieces back uh, in this game for Tampa on the offense, offensive side. Well, we're getting Mike Evans back for sure. Uh, that's exciting. I think the rest of it is TBD in terms of Julio Jones. Russell Gage has been out there playing through an injury. Donovan Smith is another one that's TBD. Godwin and Jones, though, were at practice on Wednesday in limited fashion, and they said Julio could have played a week ago. Like, thank you. Let's do it. I don't like this whole, like, hey, let's bring it back to 2003 or 2005 Tommy when he's trying to make it work with Kembrell Tompkins and Aaron Dobson. No, 45-year-old Tommy deserves more. Like, uh, don't make it so hard. I actually think he's been throwing the ball quite well, uh, but this is a tough matchup. The Chiefs' defense showed me something last week. They were very creative how they got after Matt Ryan, really blitzed a lot, tested the communication. That's harder to do against a guy like Tom Brady, no matter how many people are are replaced up front for them. I mean, the Bucks' defense to me has been 
really what their team is, their identity. They've allowed 27 points in three games. Number one DVOA, Bucks defense. I mean, they, just, they look like it. Yeah, they've shut people down. And, I mean, I think the Chiefs' offense, after that first week, we thought, well, these guys actually went into the offseason, completely figured out their issues, and are ready to sing. And now I feel differently about them. I think they are searching to some degree for what they are. And, and there, there are these parts around Mahomes, and they can make it work, to, they can make it work on a level, but... Dan, do you not feel high confidence about what they are? I don't think this is a... I think Mahomes, his frustration obviously showed last week shouting at Biennemi, talking with Biennemi, annoyed with the whole situation. I thought that was a real thing. They, but, and well, they, you know what, though? I, I think we make too much of that, too, in the sense that, like, that's what you should be doing with people yeah, but I, on your staff. But I, I, I agree with that, but I also think it represented something real, uh, which is that, trust me, man... Trust me to not make a big mistake. They said it was because like, he made a, a few bad throws before that. It was in a very low-risk situation. It's like, I'm Patrick Mahomes. Give me the respect that Tom Brady would get in that situation. They would let him I know play. you did ask me the question, yeah. but Greg answered it. Well, that, then we got well, off that's, base. You know what? Question answered. I woke up late. Perhaps I should have asked Greg the question. <laughs> um, Harrison Butker returned to practice. That's important. I think one of the things also with the Chiefs right now, because the offense is finding itself um, – Matt Amendola was not good um, replacing Is he related Butker. to Danny Amendola, by the way? No, no it's spelled differently. I have, different oh, well, then, then that's that why would, they that's, lost last week. That answers that Not question. all Amendolas are the same, Mark, uh, and I appreciate it. I did not, as, I asked, I did that. not assume. And then you had Sky Moore, who was totally lost on special teams. He muffed a punt and then got them backed up at the one-yard line on another possession in that game. Where they are right now offensively, the, the Chiefs of yesterday, they could deal with those things. Uh, a kicker that's messing up, a uh, a, a young punt returner who's green, but they need to be sharper all around uh, to make it work. So, yeah, I think it's it's a good game, but it is, as far as like picking this game, it's tough because both teams are searching for it a little bit. I feel better about the Chiefs right now overall, uh, but they're on the road, but then the road could be in Minnesota. So this is a funky, weird game to track and to pick. So I, I don't really have a, a a real good sense of how this is going to play out. I'm with you. It's another game that feels too early. I maybe it's, and I think we'll talk about it more during the show. Um, it's it's a trend league wide. The offenses are struggling. Scoring is way down, and I feel like the offenses will figure it out. But this, these are two teams that you would never expect uh, the quarterbacks to be that far behind their defenses. Like Tom Brady, obviously, is way behind. The last two weeks, the Chiefs' defense has probably been ahead of their offense too. It's very surprising. There have been 23 games that have amassed between two teams fewer than 40 points, which is the most since 2006. What, that is the exact opposite of what you would expect from 2022. Let's now move to Monday Night Football, where the Los Angeles Rams, coming off a 2012 win over the Cardinals, travel to Santa Clara. Or is it Santa Clarita? Sl- no, Santa, Santa Clara. Santa Clara. <laughs> you, got that, you had it right the first the time. The big bell bottom uh, to face the 49ers. The Rams have not blown the doors off uh, their opponents so far this season, but they are in good shape at 2-1. and one. Um, The Niners, on the other hand, you know, they scored 10 points in the monsoon in week one with Trey Lance. Get things back on track against the Seahawks when Trey Lance goes out and Jimmy G takes over, but then lose 11-10 to 10 in an absurd uh, contest on Sunday Night Football. That's what I'm looking at here, Mark. How does San Francisco look against the defending champions? Because we want to take them seriously as contenders, but you want to see some growth and some functionality, especially to the offense. Well, the way that 
Sean McVay has dominated Cliff Kingsbury last week's matchup, so much of it has been the opposite against Shanahan. And I, I, I think back to that game last year where the Niners uh, on Monday Night Football unfurled those long drives. I think there was like a 21-play drive where it was Debo Samuel, was the ground game. And what came out of that game was that losing streak for the Rams where it was, uh-oh, remember in office all the Rams – they might not. They might lack toughness. They might lack. Oh God, the might. that was ridiculous. And I'm just saying that's what came out yeah. of it, though, because that's what the Niners did to them. That's not I mean, the I'm case st- right I, now. You know, I can hear the Rams fan listening, be like, "We beat them in the NFC Championship. We came back by ten in the fourth quarter. That's sure. as tough so as you get." That was what my that least favorite it. narrative of the 2021 we, season. We was, understand that the Rams wait, soft. We understand like, that I'm not saying they're soft. Do we right. understand? Do, we, do you two understand? They also beat them in Week 18. But it's just do you understand that concept? I'm saying that's what the narrative. We understand the concept, but I'm saying that narrative got buried. I don't think that is that works. I don't think that works for any NFL team. But what I my one feeling because we watched we watched the Niners with Jimmy G at LAX in the international hub the terminal on Dan's laptop and my iPad. one feel iPad my one feeling <laughs> what fine I got the technology wrong my one feeling with Jimmy G was like there's all this fascination around bringing him back it really felt like if you get back together with an ex after a long period where there's that like hot two or three week interlude where you're like mm. I'm so under- I so understand why I you know we're back and things are good then you're like oh wait this was what was annoying me about Ooh, this person good analogy this is what was, oh I, these little foibles mm-hmm. this is why we separated mm-hmm. and Jimmy G looked like the quarterback that you break up from in that game and the Niners looked miffed by the concept wow it started out slow because, you know, they beat him in a potential uh, do-or-go-home game in Week 18, too. So I feel like the Rams feel like they kind of got over that 49ers uh, monkey that was on their back because you're right, uh, McVay's kind of gotten owned by Shanahan. But they should have eliminated the 49ers from the playoffs. They ended up getting, you know, they snuck in the back door with that Week uh, week 18 even when they lost, and then they got eliminated in the NFC Championship. This is another, like, defense over offense game where two guys who have all the continuity in the world Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, are supposedly two of the best offensive coaches. Forget supposedly. They are two of the best offensive coaches, and they have veteran quarterbacks that they're familiar with, and yet they both are really piecing it together. I mean, it took a a transcendent play from Matthew Stafford last week on a third and 10 when it was I think 12 to nine and he spun out of a sack and then hits Cooper cup uh, for a first down or else I felt like that game might've slipped away from them a week ago. They are counting on Stafford to make some transcendent plays and it's just Cooper cup. The Allen Robinson thing right now is not working. Tyler Higby is their number two. They need to get Odo Beckham signed soon. They need to get Van Jefferson back, but they're not because he's going on injured reserve. The the Robinson thing and the running game are, are both struggling. Yeah. That Allen Robinson signing, or the trade, which looked like a home run in the summer. Just another reminder how things can look a certain way. Then the games start, and I know he looked better in week two, but week three it was back to. Mm, I mean, I don't he's, know he's about under a hundred yards for the season. Yeah. So, so they're, had they're a, struggling. He dropped a touchdown um, last week, and I, I think that. Yeah, I think you brought up Beckham, and that's a good point. I know he's a ways off, but. It seems like that is an obvious move at this point that the Rams are going to pull the lever on that Isn't one. Isn't he courting like three teams? Yeah, but I, you know the Rams now are desperate for him. It's starting to look like. I, I'm i with you. I, I think that the the Rams have to figure some things out. We talked about it on the um, flagship show earlier this week uh, that Cam Akers and the running game, they had that great first drive out of the second half where he did all the work and got into the end zone. Uh, then he fumbles late in the game. 
they need they need that balance, and they need to help Stafford out, uh, given the the lack of weapons he has. So I don't anticipate this to be a shootout by any picking? stretch. Who are you picking? The, the 49ers are actually favored in this game by two and a half. Rams. I think I'm taking 49ers. I think so, too. It's a, it's a total coin flip. It feels like a Nick Bosa or Aaron Donald game. One of those two players will just make the game-winning play. Nick what Bosa's world are we awesome in when I'm year. picking the Rams and Greg is picking the Niners and you're picking <laughs> the Niners? It's just like week four. It just feels like this fits with what's going on. They could both be two and two. I, and don't, know. I don't feel strong. Your relationship analogy was what again? Well, I felt like Jimmy G, They they, they he was sort of, they had another girlfriend. It right. was Trey Lance. And that kind of went away uh, for net, like organically. Right. It went away. And it's like, oh, well, now as a rebound, we're going to go get back with our Feels great for a week or two. Right, it's hot. Right, right. You bring Jimmy right. G back, and it's like, oh, we remember all the things we love, and it's like you're, they move back into your apartment. You're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, hold on here. I, I, mine is similar. It's kind of a um, same church, different pew from like personal experience in my past. When you have a, you're in a relationship, it kind of runs its course. You kind of have a fight. The relationship ends. And then a few weeks later, you're like, oh, let's get back together. And it's good initially. Yeah. And then it's like, Oh, okay. We that issue is not have... going away. Yeah, we right. the, all the stuff. The reason we got into that fight and mm, broke yeah. up. It seems like the same pew. There. It seems like the it's exact same thing. pew. Dan and I have been through some things. The pew right like behind. That, it's this, like you know. they're very close. <laughs> um, all right, there you go. Greg's Greg's had just nothing but wonderful relationships. Uh, no, I've had. Greg doesn't talk about his personal life. I've uh, I've had similar. We've been in Greg's house once. I've had similar things happen. The exact yeah. same. I th- that's why I great. said it was a great analogy. Yeah, you understand. I would say that the exact same thing happened, and I but think I, we're here with Graver and Jessica, and there's no sense right. of that happening. To the, it sounds like no. just smooth sailing until plus, Very like Jimmy G's, Jimmy G's hot. Like so, you get back and you're like, oh well, it's worth it for at least this right. uh, for a couple weeks, yeah, and then you're like, there's a oh, reason yeah. you do it. I mean, there's definitely a reason you do it. Um, <laughs> all right, we're gonna we're gonna hit the draft in just a couple minutes, but we want to. Say two things. The Around the NFL live show is tonight from the O2 Forum Kentish Town. That's I won't, tonight. I won't be late to that. I hope not. That would be a problem. Um, so there are limited tickets remaining. Go to Ticketmaster if you want to join us. If you, for whatever reason, cannot make the show on Thursday night, and you should, by the way, it's going to be good. It's going to be a lot of fun. Got some special stuff in store, special guests galore. That rhymed. We are also going to be at the NFL South Bank Takeover here in London. Uh, we'll do a live uh, kind of uh, you know nice conversation with Neil Reynolds on stage at the South Bank. What is South Bank? What is that, Graver? That is the area of London where the Wait, big the London what Eye. Was that? Oh, sorry. What? Yeah. Oh, it's like. I thought I heard something. The the eye of London is and like Big Ben's across the river and it's like there's a little a bunch of little things you can go do like an aquarium and the London dungeon and all that. And the NFL has lots of events and various ex-players coming up. But most importantly we will be there 1230 with the great Neil Reynolds um, at 1230 London time. So come see us there. Cheer us. Boo us. If it's a bad, if we give a bad performance, boo us. Be honest. Be honest. Right. Just like that. Right. If it's like Atlanta, twenty eighteen. Uh, that was which which was our <laughs> lowest performance of all time. <laughs> but it won't be like that. No, it will be totally different. All right, let's take a break and hit the draft. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. 
That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or, like, put a sign in your yard, but. All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, welcome back. You know what? Before we hit the draft, let's talk about the London game from Tottenham Hotspurs Stadium. It is the Minnesota Vikings against the New Orleans Saints, exclusively on NFL Network, by the way. Only place to watch it. And NFL Plus. And NFL Plus as well. So make sure you're tuned in somewhere. Sanchez is calling the game. I love it. We're co-workers this week. I love it. Kevin Kugler. (laughs) Or Kugler. Kugler? Kugler. Mark Sanchez. Uh, on the call, and uh, it's a good London game. I like this game a lot. I think it's the last time we saw this uh, Jameis Winston here in London. We were at the game. Uh, it was against the Panthers, and he threw six interceptions. <laughs> and I'm not saying that Jameis Winston is Which throwing I lo- I love that. six I love interceptions that. again. And you know why Jameis Winston is not throwing six interceptions again? Because if he is bad early on in this game, it's Andy Dalton time. I have a little feeling that you're going to see Andy Dalton Saints debut in this game against the Vikings, wow. who I think are going to score points. And uh, I just don't know if Jameis is up to it right now. Well, he missed practice Wednesday, but Dennis Allen did say that he expected Jameis to be back, and he doesn't think that Jameis will miss week four. He did sit out of practice last Wednesday, too, so it's, it's not too strange. I'm concerned for the Saints' sake for Michael Thomas, who I think they absolutely need. Ryan Ramchek, their starting right tackle, was another guy who missed practice. They're just a weird, messy team. There's weird vibes about whether Dennis Allen knows what he's doing. You keep bringing this up. What What's at the heart of this? Because you said it on our on our Sunday night <laughs> yeah, show, Yeah, what does too. weird vibes mean? I, because I'm not hearing this from other people, necessarily. Well, they're, they're asking first about, about Jameis Winston. Should he have been playing in that game? Uh, should he get 
benched immediately. You're, you're referring to the media the that me- covers the, the team. The media there. Uh, I think there's some concern, and you could read the breadcrumbs from the media there, of like, is Dennis Allen the right guy to succeed Sean Payton? That there's you know maybe some drama behind the scenes. I think Kamara's absence a couple weeks ago maybe caught them off guard. Is Pete Carmichael a guy that didn't initially want the offensive coordinator coordinator job? Well, we the know right that. guy for it. Their offensive line communication is strange. Like Jameis Winston is good throwing the ball down the field, but this is an offense that should be dinking and dunking, like making quick pre-snap decisions. And right now, he doesn't look like he fits that offense. I know he looked okay in it last year when Sean Payton was there, but if you watched their game last week, he was terrible pre-snap, and and the Panthers kind of owned him. And I would expect Kevin, you know, Ed Donatello, the Vikings, to send a lot of different looks, a lot of different blitzes. We talked about defense doing better this year. One of the reasons is teams are blitzing at a way higher rate league-wide. The Vikings haven't in general, uh, but I would expect them to this week. I mean, some quarterbacks do better against the blitz, but the Saints, with Winston, have eight giveaways since week two, and that's been the thing. I mean, Winston, in the narrative with him under Peyton, which we've talked about, is the fact that he was treated differently it was not turning the ball over he had a great touchdown to pick ratio but that's he's had he's had five fourth quarter interceptions over the last couple of weeks which is a mess he's melted down and they had gotten off to a slow start they've scored 3.3 points per game in the first half <laughs> they've been a mess this year so i mean it's like they, they, i think that they were messy but enjoyable to watch and kind of dangerous in the in the early on and now they just turned into more of a mess on offense. Right, their offense right now is worse than it was when Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon were starting with Marcus Callaway as their number 1. It's it that's what i mean about weird. This team is weird. Cam Jordan and Marcus Davenport Dan have a combined uh, one sack and one quarterback hit this year. You can run over them. Which like, should be I, just, I don't know what they are. I don't know what they are. Yeah, the defense needs to carry this team right now and um, hasn't been quite up to the task. And, yeah, you want to see more from uh, Kamara uh, and you want him to be the heartbeat of the offense right now. And, and he, he hasn't been quite as involved. And Michael Thomas has this injury, and we know his injury history. Um, so you wonder about points. But this is all kind of – this was in the – we talked about it all summer. This was in the range of outcomes for the Saints that as much as you could look at the roster and say how good it was, it was still Dennis Allen who was a huge bust his first time around as a head coach and Jameis Winston leading a team who was Jameis Winston. So this isn't hugely surprising to me on the Vikings side. I think Dalvin Cook has a shoulder issue. He's another guy. It's like I feel like we talk about every season. Like we were talking about it with um, Dak Prescott. Yesterday, we're always talking about what's Dalvin Cook's injury. Will he be able to play? Will he be marginalized because of it? He's a big part of what makes when the Vikings offense is truly humming. He's doing his thing. You never want to put too much on Kirk Cousins' plate. So you want to see it would be good if uh, if Cook plays, but that's looking iffy. Yeah, you know that Cousins and Winston are the only two players in on earth, in the history of earth, that have thrown for 400-plus yards in London. Ooh! That's wow, that nice. Winston game he did throw for. I mean, I think we're gonna are you get factoring a- in the World League. You like that? You like that? The World League. That's, the, you know what? The other. I bypassed leagues. the World League. Jake Delhomme that, that probably not, that, that's did possible. it. Uh, well, we did, don't, don't now. Don't go. Just assume, Greg. The NFL Europe. Kurt I believe Warner. It was. Yeah, that's what I was. I don't think yeah. you were allowed to throw for. four. Isn't this gonna be like a weird <laughs> game though? Like I, I expect it to be bizarre. Come down to the end. It's Kirk Cousins and Jameis Winston. 
in like a strange time zone. It's gonna be ugly and like yes. weird fun. And <laughs> if both these question. teams deserve to be two and two, in my mind, Kirk Cousins, as bad as Jameis has been against the Blitz, Kirk Cousins has been an outright disaster. Even if you take out the Eagles game where he famously was like two for twelve for twelve yards, even if you take out that game, he's eight for twenty-two for ninety yards. So this is a DA dial up those blitzes. Show us what you got, Dennis Allen. How about Justin Jefferson? Show up, please. Mm. Two games in a row, been slightly erased or erased, not slightly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's I, do you I not put agree? that more on. Do you not agree? No, I put that, but I put that more on Kevin O'Connell than Justin Jefferson. Hey, you know, get this guy open, find a way to that he's not disappearing because he's too talented. Lattimore this week. Mm, toughy. All right, draft time. Listen, if Justin Jefferson is as good as we all think, it shouldn't matter who's playing defense against him, right? So that's why it's been a little surprising after week one. We'll see. Interesting. Marshawn Lattimore, that's a great that's a great matchup. Yeah. He's been on fire this year, Marshawn Lattimore. Very good. All right. The draft starts now. Zeuser, it's come back around now here in week four. I have the first overall pick, and I will select, without any doubts about it, the Buffalo Bills traveling to Baltimore to face the Ravens. This has the feel um, you know what, Greggy? Another too early matchup for me. Yep, I'm with you. A little bit too early Too many here. injuries. Um, because these teams, uh, yeah, are dealing with things, especially the Bills. We talked about the back end of their secondary. This is Ian Eagle and Charles Davis on the call with Evan Washburn. Washburn, by the way, um, it was his birthday last week. Did you guys see this? No, a handsome man, though. Very handsome, and he treats his body like a temple. Um, so they brought him down a cake for his birthday, and he did the like ridiculously fit handsome guy move. He's like, "Oh, look at this cake!" He like dipped it in his finger, uh, and then tried the icing, and was like, "Oh, he's going to be on like some stairmaster for seven hours, uh, <laughs> yelling at himself for trying the cake." That that reminds me of a video I I implore everyone to seek out. It was Russell Wilson. It's like a, a Patrick Bateman situation. <laughs> it was Russell Wilson a week ago on. TikTok um, with a bunch of his cronies behind him uh, deciding what suits he was going to wear. Oh, and, no. and it felt like a cult where they all were going, no, <laughs> yes. Felt like a cult? No, <laughs> yes, of like what suits he would wear. It didn't make any sense. It was awkward. But my favorite part of it was was a watch was awkwardly pr- placed right in front of the camera for no reason. And Ciara held up a piece of Haagen-Dazs ice cream on a spoon for a minute and a half straight, never put it in her mouth, but just held it in front of it as product placement. And that, that, that reminds me of your man, Evan Washburn, who's the strangest thing I've ever seen. Um, all right. <laughs> Wait, did you see Russell Wilson's subway? Yeah, there's yes, some commercials. I would like to, I would like we to, need now, to I, I might wanna, get on TikTok just to follow that. Is an I would one. like to play the Russell Wilson um, subway uh, ad in full right now because it's that good. Hey, you want to put this Subway sandwich? It is my signature sandwich. It's called the Danger Witch. Ooh, listen to misophonia. Be careful, though. You know, you're spicy. missing the facial expressions when he said spicy it was so good. Hmm. You ever done anything dangerous? Ooh. Oh, the, oh, the sounds. Jeez. Oh, that is dangerous. Gonna pull those for future sandwich props. I've done sandwich. something like that too. You've done nothing like I that? I won't tell anybody. Oh no. Listen, one time. <sighs> Never mind. That's too dangerous. Anyways, my danger witch, it's only in the vault. That's our little secret. Oh.
he might be my favorite player in the league. I gotta say. When you Entertainment you, you compared him to A Rod. Oh, he's uh, A Rod. Off off uh, Mike, and I was like, that is a perfect. Uh, <laughs> he is A Rod. He tries very hard to be everything to everyone, and when you do that. Sometimes you're nothing to no one. So that is Mr. Unlimited. But at the same time, you know, he gives a lot to charity. Seems like a upstanding citizen, so I don't want to bury him, but he tries very hard. Anyway, Bills Ravens, let's talk about it. Love it. Love the game. It's too early. Um, but it should be fun. And you have a the two, I think, uh, we talked about it uh, on last Sunday. I think these are two of the three top MVP candidates right now. So for that alone, we could talk about all the injuries, but we do get, knock on wood, Josh Allen versus Lamar Jackson, and that is going to be great. And you have Josh Allen, um, who has Stefan Diggs. I know he was a little more quiet last week, but that was a strange game against the Dolphins. Um, they are performing at a... Their chemistry has been unbelievable. And on the Ravens' side, I think there's been some surprises. Mark Andrews, we knew he was going to be a massive playmaker for them, and he's absolutely been that. Uh, Devin du- DuVernay? DuVernay? What do I DuVernay? Struggle? DuVernay? I struggle with his name. He has been uh, really good for them. And they need it. They're like one of these teams. We talk about it with certain teams. You need a guy to step up. And that's what Dever, Devin Devin DuVernay. DuVernay has been for the Ravens, both as a special teams presence and as a playmaker down the field. That has played a role in Jackson's dominance as a passer. Hasn't his deep passing been better than ever? I mean, I think in each game, maybe maybe not so much last week, but each game this season there have been shots where I thought that you just seen Lamar Jackson with complete and total confidence down the field. DuVernay's been part of that. Rashad Bateman's been part of that. It's the Ravens' defense that concerns me. I mean, from from all angles, statistically, they're a bottom five defense, Ooh. bottom three defense. I mean, and it, it's you're just not used to a seeing that. A lot of that. that, I understand you can't take it out, but so much of that was the fourth quarter against the, the Dolphins. I'm is, not saying they've the, been dominant. There is but, that, but it's but also that that's sort I of been know, who, the they, who they are. The Patriots went up and down the field. On right, them. that's who they are. And so like when I look at this game, it's like I, I don't know if it's too early in the sense that I think it's going to be – a wild shootout necessarily it might be but I trust even even with Buffalo's injuries Sean McDermott his special skill seems to be coaching secondary wherever he is and that in last week you know I know that they were they were banged up last week and the Dolphins with Tua had their lowest yardage output of the season by far through the air and that was a weird game too but I just I don't see a scenario where Buffalo doesn't march up and down the field here can Baltimore is he gonna do it Oh no! I, I'm oh. just I'm well, commenting on what see I, a scenario. No. I was like, oh, well, that's that true. I feel confident that that will be the case. I don't know what Baltimore will accomplish on on offense. I um, I I'm so surprised by a lot of things with these two teams right now. You're right about Lamar and, and Josh Allen. I I do think we might be at the point with Josh Allen where they're asking a little too much. Like they're testing the bounds of how much Josh Allen can do that he he you was think in, they're entering the kyler zone a little bit <laughs> like he was i think he was involved in something like 77 of their 90 plays they are dead last in rushing dvoa on the season uh he actually hasn't run that much uh their offensive line was a mess last week they they've they've had some injuries there the cavalry is coming back a little bit for the bills mitch morse uh their center who to me uh, you really felt his absence the last couple of weeks. Dane Jackson, uh, who's a starter at cornerback, Ed Oliver, who's a great playmaker up front, and Jordan Poyer, their safety, were all back at practice Wednesday. So they're getting about half of their guys back. Uh, that's that's a great sign. But the offensive line in the running game, 
uh, I'm surprised that they have such warts. As good as they look, they have some weaknesses to this team. Greg, you're right. I mean, they had tw- uh, 25% of their active roster essentially didn't play against the Dolphins, which, that, which makes me think that Dolphins game is really more of an argument for Buffalo's greatness than really okay. a story about the Dolphins because I think Josh Allen, and you're right, he's so heavily involved in that game, the amount of plays, everything. But Josh Allen, to me, like they lost, but he solidified in my mind the argument that he is more of an Man. MVP candidate than anything else he's done this season because huh. of how they almost he won that thing. He had four or five turnover-worthy he plays. Did, he, he, he did, got, but he like got a little he, lucky. He's maybe. the quarterback, and like I guess you, you factor that in, but he can overcome that stuff. Yeah. He really can, and like, and I think that's part of the Josh Allen experience. You're going to get some of those throws, and I know also the throw to McKenzie where it wobbled to the ground while he <laughs> sta- stood there with his arms outstretched. It's a weird but game. It was weird, but I, I think Josh Allen also did seven or eight in, improbable, wonderful things. Right, in Lamar's that almost been perfect. All those touchdowns have been from the pocket. I, I'm surprised. You mentioned the defense too. Their running, their traditional running game, other than Lamar Jackson, isn't really uh, working, and they've also likely lost Michael Pierce uh, for the season. It's up to him whether he gets this surgery or not, but he's been their best run stopper, so it's kind of weakness on weakness when the Bills uh, try to run. And I'm curious, the Bills talk about that game in Miami like it was like the War of 1812. Like, <laughs> the, it was intense. You saw Josh Allen's I mean, reaction. you see them on the field after right, the you final saw, play? You saw the reaction, and yeah. so many of the players were dehydrated. They played 90 snaps on offense. There's this weird thing that, like, oh, the defense must be tired. Well, the offense is tired, too. Like, it's tired. Like, the offensive linemen they, play they more. They 90 plays. Right, the offensive linemen play more snaps than anyone. It's them in the secondary that never leave the field. And, like, I, so I'm very curious. If they have some championship medal and they go right. to Baltimore and win a game after that, that would really show a lot. No, I'm with you, and... Maybe they will. Speaking of that, I mean, that was just last week. That was on Sunday. So maybe they're a little flat. Maybe there's some recovery time and the Bills are affected by still by that game. But I also love I'm banging. I know you're not a big over under guy, Greg, but I'm banging the over 51 on this because I think Lamar will attack that week in secondary of Buffalo. And I think Josh Allen, I think this is still um, to me uh, by far the best team in the AFC. And I think after a deeply frustrating loss and the way the offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, reacted, that speaks for the entire team. They might drop a bomb on the Ravens. Um, and maybe it won't be a blowout because, again, Buffalo's injuries in the back end against a guy as amazing as Lamar will keep the game close. But I think it could be one of those Bills offensive performances where it's like they don't punt. I think it's a classic. It was a great number one pick. I think Lamar is playing at such a level that no one's going to blow him out. I also think you made a nice pick. Oh, thank you. Over under punts in this game, I'll set it at three and a half. Over. <laughs> so weird. I was thinking four right when you said it. So guess right. over. You're banging the over. All right. Up next in the draft, Greg Rosenthal. That's right. Um, <laughs> I know you're going to take the game that I want. I can feel it. Um, really? Yes. Now he's looking to see Jaguars Eagles. That's it. Well, it you took me a in. second. I wasn't totally ready Should've for the played moment. That cool. I would have said nothing, Mark. Right. Well, I, he still would have done it. I might have just felt the pressure of yeah. the scrambling moment and taken anything. Um, but yeah, what a game, great you game. You focused him. There's a lot of bad games this week. So I mean, just you on steadied paper. him. Well, Je- Eagles favored by six and a half <laughs> in this game. Talk about disrespect. So you know, we mentioned DVOA. Who's disrespect? Uh, Vegas for of the who? Jaguars. You know, oh. that they're six-and-a-half-point underdogs. I mean, it's it's still only week four. The Vegas is like, you need to I show us it, more. I get it, but they won by 24 as five-point underdogs, and yes. they won by 18 as, like, six-point underdogs. I and, uh, you know, we mentioned DVOA. They won by 28. 28 last week, right? Uh, struggling with the math here. Uh, 
they are a team right now that is in the top four of DVOA, which we mentioned sometime. That's that's just like overall team efficiency as measured by football outsiders. I like it. Actually, this week has the top four teams in the NFL all playing each other. They have the Ravens-Bills in the top four, and they have the Eagles and the Jaguars in the top four. And that's why I'd be afraid of that that six and a half because I think the Jaguars' line play is similar in some ways to the Eagles' line play in that – both lines are winning their battle each week. And when you have that, it just makes life easier on everyone. The quarterback, uh, the play caller. Josh Allen uh, for the Jaguars has taken his game to another level. Trayvon Walker has been a great addition. They have playmakers with Devin Lloyd, who's probably the defensive rookie of the year so far uh, at the second level. Tyson Campbell's the number one. So you're playing great up front on offense, and you're giving Trevor Lawrence all the time in the world. I, I watched Baldy on Sky Sports this week, Dan. Yeah, you did. Uh in our room, Love Baldy. late late night, I'm turning on, and there's Neil talking to Baldy, and he Love wasn't Neil. he wasn't taking away credit from I Trevor, love everybody, but he was saying he was saying <laughs> Trevor's job has been easy because he's getting great protection, he's getting answers, he's getting the ball out quickly, and mostly he's accurate and he's decisive because he knows he'll be protected. Guys are open, and he's getting protected. The line play for both of these teams are sensational. You could argue both of their lines are in the top five uh, at their respective yeah, This is uh, Vinny and Bay Ridge. You know, I don't understand how you could say anybody in this league playing quarterback, it's an easy job. Baldy said that on some program he with an Englishman. He didn't say that. And I, don't, I, don't dis- I, I disagree. It's the hottest position in sports. I'll uh, hang up and he listen. He didn't say that. I was reading between the lines. Neil kind of gave him a question in a way that would say, like, just talk about Trevor Lawrence. And I think he was just saying, look, it's a full team operation. He's making confident, accurate throws, but he has a really great advantage with a great play Got caller, it. great line. Got well, it with and, you. And so what's wrong with that, too? Because, no, nothing. Uh, it's great. Right. I mean, like, look what he went through a year ago. And, I mean, I, for me, the Jaguars, sorry, uh, Gravedigger, but I think they're going to win this division. I just feel this about them, that there's something going on with this team because they're pretty balanced. Like, their defense, too, is disruptive and a big problem. I don't know if they're going to be able to disrupt and become a problem to the Eagles, though, who might be the most complete team in the entire NFL right now. Here's the thing. This is why this is a juicy game. Almost my number one Can pick, I by the way. say one thing, by yes. the way? I don't know what's going on with this office furniture. They still have not taken the little plastic. No, clearly oh, the, not the a tag. lot of me. There's still these little plastic tags in this bizarre couch I'm sitting on. Mm-hmm. What are we doing here? That's a Henry question. Yeah, Mark's going into someone ha- someone else's house and complaining about uh right. their, well, so I, I arrived at your house the, 40 the minutes the tags late, are still and now I'm complaining on about the furniture. It's because they're brand new. They just bought it for you. They were like, we I need know, to get how, Sessler also, a, a much better chair I than the one I'm sitting. I travel business class now, right, and there well, that, are no tags I, I, on any seats I, I sit I appreciate in. that, but this, to me, like the OCD part of my inner world like has an issue with the fact that this is... I, Wait, I also cannot pull it out of the We just saw Henry Hudson walk outside. I'm going to endeavor to bring him in, but continue on, continue on. Um... No, this is a great, great, great test for the Jaguars and their moment to shine here because I'm in on them. I had them that jumped 10 spots in the power rankings this week. They're at 18. But That's you, what Trevor Lawrence did in my QB index. It's, I, there's something going on similar. It's just like right. it's, it's led by and, Trevor know, Lawrence. Teams, yeah, teams go as their quarterback goes. And I think, man, if they could beat the Eagles, and I understand the Eagles are expected to win this game and probably will and they're playing so well right now. But they be, the Jaguars become a major story in the league if they win on Sunday. And they have that. They're in this place now where they have a roster with some talent and they have a coach that they believe in now and a quarterback that's ready to make the jump and they go into a game like this 
with nothing to lose. And that's dangerous. And Philly maybe, you know, feeling maybe too good about themselves potentially. Don't be surprised. The games have been game. easy. They've gotten to 24 in the first half of each of the last two and then just like sat on it. by the way, in our league, you sometimes think, especially a team that starts out great out of the gate, is completely unstoppable. The Eagles aren't as good as they seem right now. Well, they're their best team in the league they're right excellent, now. I don't know. I think they're, but a, they're, they're not in a flawless it team. They're a 2017 Eagles type of team to me. And they even the 2017 Eagles were beaten four or five times. I'm just saying that the Jaguars have a chance here. And uh, maybe you're right, Greg. Maybe Vegas needs to be a little more plugged in on what this team's capabilities are. I thought about are. locking the Eagles, and I was like, that's too disrespectful for what the Jaguars are are uh, accomplishing. Right? This is this is our first show me something game of the whole year because we're talking about all these teams that like don't look quite like they normally do in normal years. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, like to me, these are two of the sort of it teams of 2022. Like, hey, these guys are different. Show me something. How about J- James Robinson? Couldn't get out of Urban Meyer's doghouse last year, and now he's one of the most explosive offensive players well, running so back in the AFC. Well, it's so indicative of how absurd last year was for them. What a joke. All right, up next in the draft, Mark Sessler. Well, we do have a, a special guest coming oh, we in. we do. Uh, Henry Hodgson, uh, he's going to take Justin Graver's microphone and maybe answer not only what's happening here in London this week, we want to get some of that, yeah, but answer some but of the accusations Mark, do you coming want to from repeat? Mark. Uh, no, I just, uh, he, he literally, Mark, I'll set this up, Mark, literally kind of paused the preview show to share a criticism of your office here. And by the way, it's great to be on your turf now. You've moved back from America to the UK. Uh, but Mark, you had something to I mean, say. You, of course, understand. Don't how soften Dan, it. How be Dan, real. Most, of, most of you are very welcome here. Hi, well, Mark. You, you understand. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I went out of my way to text you individually yesterday Thank to you, say yeah. how nice oh, it was what to a be class act. Wow. You. I What I what was going to ask, it was not a critique so much as Dan presents as... I'm sitting in a very comfortable chair. A lazy boy. A lazy One boy. One of our sponsors of the uh, NFL in the well UK. Well named. Well named. But um, uh, the, the out of the arm of the chair are still the plastic things that someone would cut off. Where there was were, once a price if, tag. If like hardcore yeah. meetings were taking place in here, if we were doing real things, someone would have noticed like we've got to remove this. I, I would just ask. Pulling what, the curtain back a little bit. Do yeah. you think this is a room as you look around it where hardcore meetings are taking well, place? Well, I'm not sure what's unfolding well, in this office. You're right here at the face of NFL um, UK, you know, does podcasts here, so you do want that, to treat him right. That's it's basically right. a junk closet with microphones. So. That's, whoa, <laughs> that's not true. This is, we call nice, it our media room. This is a nice studio. So this you're saying not studio. a lot is happening in your media room. No, no, a lot okay. is happening in here. Uh, these Lazy Boys really are brand new. Okay. Um, they arrived They're wonderful. Last are, week. You the, are Did you instigate the purchase of them? I, did, I didn't. They, our partner, Lazy Boy, uh, uh. kindly gave them to us. <laughs> uh, Would you they, say maybe it was Lazy Boy for them not to take the tags off? Just a bit, right? Maybe of us, not of Lazy Boy. I, would I mean, wouldn't you said that. another option would be for Mark to just do it himself after the show and not? No, not that's, I know that's not Mark's it. style. Um, it's not. Not he, since he, he started has, traveling he business pe- class. Yeah, he has people to do that for him. Yeah. Are you happy to see Mark? If we were I don't know. I, well, I, this I was is not ex- the introduction yeah. I was hoping for. I was for. excited. In my mind, pun. I was excited to see Mark, but it hasn't necessarily gone uh, it's a, it's a big week it for you, though. It, 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 I don't know if it's stressful. You got two straight games here in the UK. You're kind of running the whole ship here. Well, I would. It's definitely not stressful, and I certainly am not running the whole ship. It's exciting. <laughs> it's exciting. Are um, you are you seen as um, something of a, a deity here, a god? Because you no. went to the promised land. You went to America. 
you became I mean, that, something that, a larger figure. Saying America is the promised land, maybe well, maybe the first uh, misstep. Here. I mean, for you though, you went to a far. See, now he's land. like, now I'm safe enough. I could take shots at the United States. I'm not taking yeah. shots. I, I felt like there was a shot being taken in England. I, I think what he's saying is, when you walk through the office, people start like shuffling their papers to make sure. You right. Know, when I came in the building clean. today with a high-ranking NFL uh, executive, all we said was, "We're here to see Henry." We didn't even say your last name. And the in the very officious. Um, uh, she worked very hard at her job downstairs at the front desk. Knew exactly who you were and was like, "Bang, box check." Oh, everybody you're going knows right who Henry door. is. So it wasn't even. There's probably another Henry in the office, but it's like there's only really one Henry in the office. Okay. <laughs> I mean, so wait, I do wait, like, wait, I do hey, like, Hank, I do like yes. your chair. Can you by tell the way. us about the South Bank takeover? I would love to. That's exciting. Yes. Thank you. Yes, the South Bank. We are holding a fan event on the South Bank, which is on the South Bank of the River Thames. For anyone who's confused Thames. about. Not, not Thames. It's the, it, it is. It's Thames River, by the way. Just so you know. Um, and um, around our parts, we call it the Thames River. The Thames, um, and it's very exciting. All the fans can come down. As you know, like this, you've been to what do you call it? The Big Tot. The yes, Big Tot. Have you been to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium? That seats sixty-five to seventy thousand people. But we've got many more. I mean, probably that's the number of people that were, are listening to your show in the UK right now, as I'm speaking. Um, but there's millions more fans, and so it's a great opportunity for them all to come down and, and see lots of stuff and experience lots of things. Well, you, just, you just marginalized our show. If I lived here, I would take right, my kids, for the kids there. Yeah. Um, what? What about who have I you mar- Like you said that there's a, ma- like really, a mi- um, no, you but you sort of you noticed that there was a million. Sounds like a guy that rolled out of bed 41 minutes ago. Millions <laughs> of fans, but only 67, like you know, thousand. Well, or whatever I'm saying listen like to our sta- like, no, no, a state. No, that's sorry, I wasn't saying that. A stadium can let me let me go back a stadium can only hold about 60,000 people right but there's many more NFL fans including the the hundreds of thousands yes. that listen to this show sure. that won't be able to come to the game so we want to make it accessible to them and that's why we're holding this event on the South Bank on Saturday um, so that they can come down and have a, a bit of an NFL What's experience up, and, nice and we'll be there at, at 1230 I, I do want to be part of like the promotional um, newspaper materials though next year because like I did see it mentioned in the paper. Um, they mentioned who's going to be there. They, they don't Your name it. wasn't mentioned. No, it was like OC and Maurice mm. Jones-Drew. Tough one. Which mm. bad beat. Great maybe, draws. Maybe but you Maurice Jones-Drew has held it against <laughs> us for a year that um, Dan MJD. and I got a, a much bigger ovation than him. Oh, yeah. uh, on the jumbo. Well, you're gonna. That's year, actually yeah. another thing that we've we've asked <laughs> you guys to do. You're going to get another opportunity to see if you can do that. That's right. For people. Also, in our defense, we have the same amount of Super Bowl rings as MJD. No, he won one last year as a as a race radio announcer for the Rams and he has, yeah, a, and he has okay, a ring so then one less one less but that's still we're close, one less. We're close. close. <laughs> maybe next year okay and one last thing <laughs> on my end did I cut did I okay no just he got he did get a ring I guess that's a great he point get, that's a great point Hank <laughs> final point uh, or question can we take down the mush level of the scrambled eggs here 50% wait what's that mean it's just a little it's a little, almost like a uh, a porridge See, I I don't like you. So you like the like congealed, like the lump, like a big like, like that doesn't work on. It's dry. It's dry. A thicker, thicker, thicker substance. Yeah. See, I don't like that. I like a. I like a. um, If you want, I can give you. I mean, I'm willing on this show to to pass through my scrambled egg recipe, which is. Oh, that'd be great. We could post it on the Instagram. Yeah. Oh, let's do that. Okay. It's so nice to be here with you, Henry. We have to get back to the preview, but it's. 
sincerely great to be hanging out with you again. I, I enjoy it too. You know, okay. Um, <laughs> you know, it's wonderful to to have you guys here. I left LA you know, two months you, ago, and I've missed uh, you all very much. And I'm Let very happy. I'm very happy to, that that is that you guys. Um, <laughs> you pulled from Mark. This is a Rafael Nadal uh, Federer moment. Right here. No tears. This is beautiful. This beautiful. Um, but I'm very happy to see you guys. Thank you very much for coming to London. Thank you, um, You've been a big and part of everything uh, we've absolutely. done over here for a decade. So we and have, I, we I, have and the whole thing. office here, the UK office with Nick Pike and everybody else has always been so wel- welcoming to us. And um, we're just, just to be here and recording here today is just, uh, it's really nice. So thank you. Well, you're welcome back anytime and every year. Almost. I love you also. It's a good time to be a London uh, NFL fan. The Jaguars are getting... They just got picked second overall in the game draft. That's how go. good That's they true. are. That's true. How good they are. Handsome Hank, everybody. Yay! All right, Mark. It's snakes to you. Well, I can't believe I'm doing this. Okay. Detroit Seahawks. I can't believe it either. Hit it! Honor. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. This is a very special honor. Uh, that is Dick Banks. Uh, Dave Damashek show fame and was nice enough years ago to give us our team of ATL. Now team of ATM theme. The Detroit Lions are the team of around the NFL. And Mark Sessler with the fourth, fourth overall pick has selected the Lions hosting the Seattle Seahawks Weird. at Ford Field. Interesting pick. I guess it is, but it is the team of the a- of ATL, and it is, to me, one of the more interesting matchups because I think this is the game where Detroit drops an A-bomb on someone. Seattle's defense is a wanting mess, and the Lions, you know, their record aside, their offense has been versatile. It's been able to damage people. They have, they're the one of the only teams in the league with six players with 80 scrimmage yards. They're spreading the ball around to different running backs, different receivers. Jared Goff, who I've often found to be essentially like a bowl of vanilla ice cream, I think fits on this team. Scrambled egg porridge. Yes, scrambled egg porridge. Although both ways that you describe scrambled eggs, Henry and you, sounded gross to me. You're a uh, fooditarian. Especially eggitarian. Remember when we came back with the hard-boiled eggs uh, on Sunday at the office and he almost passed out? We just needed some food. We're both sitting there like, like eating these... Like gross. You're both sitting there eating. No, these no, hard-boiled eggs are like one of the, you know, items of food that have kept uh, humanity alive for hundreds of years. It's nice it's little like, pick-me-up. There's like an animal, a dead animal in there, if you think about it. But anyway, I mean, you don't have to kill them for the eggs. You can, you can just have them lay eggs. I like this matchup. <laughs> I I am surprised, but I I would really look There's forward to watching. There's a dead animal it. in there if you think about it. Go ahead, Greg. Am I wrong? Uh, so Not re- yes, this is tough. We're we're taping on Thursday. That's always early in the week. It's especially early because we're on London time. It's it's two a.m. or four a.m. back in L.A. on Wednesday. Mark, the Lions had seven offensive starters mi- miss practice. Now I don't think all of those guys 
are going to miss the game. Uh, but it was their th- it was their three offensive linemen, inclu- including Ragnow, including Jonah Jackson, their guards. It was not only DeAndre Swift, who is expected to miss this game, but Amon Ra, St. Brown. And then, oh, on top of it, TJ Hawkinson and Josh Reynolds uh, missed practice too. So I, I don't think there's as much pessimism about those guys, but it's uncertain when you totally miss practice. If they're missing six or seven offensive starters, I know they've been cooking up some good scheme. That that's a that's pretty rough. I mean, that's it as is. injured as any team in the NFL. It and is. Amon yeah. Ross, St. Brown, Swift. They've they've shown this year, even when Swift has been in and out of the lineup, that they continue to attack teams. I thought once you took Swift out and Amon Ross, St. Brown, you saw a yes. weekend a weekend version of their attack uh, last week. So, you know. I like the I like the Lions a lot in this game. That was a bad loss last week against Minnesota. I like that Dan Campbell owned it, um, but also with Campbell, I I do have some concerns because sometimes he's a very black and white guy. That he might now to make a a statement get super aggressive on fourth downs and things of that nature, and maybe doesn't have the offense as currently stands to back up the gonads he's going to want to show that he has and the faith that he has in his offense after he almost tearfully apologized for kicking that or attempting that field goal at the end of the game and inadvertently costing them the game. All that said, we've talked about the Seahawks and Geno Smith a lot on the show. Um, I don't think they are a good team at all. I don't think they are going to be a team that travels well. I think the Lions have a real home field advantage. I like Jared Goff's ability to score enough points here. And I don't think Seattle is going to score more than 17 points here. I like this as like a 27-17 Lions win. I like it so much. I'm going to go ahead and lock up the team of around the NFL. A one and two team on a, a two game losing streak. Well, yeah, I want to tell you something because this has worked out for us, and Ooh. this was already in my Inc. notes. That's Seattle. Already in my notes. Teams. I you like can see it. right there. Lock I will Brothers also Inc. be locking up the Lions. Lock Brothers Inc. Because we're just going to ride to that go. title. Eleven and two career uh, mark. Check and- out Greg in the rearview mirror. Bye bye, Greggy. <laughs> what are we? Ta- what are we looking at? Are we? Are you guys, you are, you guys are ahead of me? Yes. I don't we're, know. Uh, well, last year we were, and once we lock this and move to three and one, we will be this okay, year as well. But not yeah. this year, right? Okay. You're all two and one. Gotcha. West Bros and me are one and two, so that's they're right. they're in the Got room. it. And the listeners, so I do like it. What when, about all when the individual Wesley brothers? Well, just list, kidding. The don't listeners care. are a mess right now. <laughs> what are the listeners at? We don't. They're I not think the they, standings, they, but they just for finally fun. locked a correct winner last week, and it took them that long, so they needed another preseason. All right, I guess I gotta. I'm torn here. Gino against Lock off. The, the double. Well, I'm definitely not locking against the team of ATL. And I do think they'll win, too. I think you guys will get this right. Good. Any other thoughts on this game before we move on? Just that uh, Seattle, I think, did find someone in Tariq Woolen, this rookie quarter cornerback who is 6'4", 205 pounds, Whoa. and ran a four two six forty, <laughs> and was a fifth-round pick, and he's balling out. Like, they – like – when Pete Carroll sees a guy with that sort of measurements, he just takes him anyways. He played at, I think, UTSA and, like, not that well, and yet he's balling out at the NFL level. So sometimes he should just take the, the workout guys because he's looking great. Well, once upon a time with like DK one, Metcalf. Right. It's the one Same positive. Thing. It's the one positive they have going for it. D- DK Metcalf. If he Metcalf. got better, maybe our defensive rookie of the year candidate if he kept getting better. DK Metcalf showed up at Combine looking like a Greek god, and everyone couldn't get over it. And then there he was sitting in the second round for Seattle, and that worked out pretty well for him. Maybe this is a um, 
the uh, defensive version of this. All right, so we move on. Let's take a break, and we'll be right back. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, we're back. Mark, you're up. Going to go Browns-Falcons, 1 p.m. Eastern. If you live on the East Coast of the United States, that's when it starts. Hmm. Finally shows his hand. Well, no, because <laughs> I, th- this this to me, uh, it's not just the Browns mm-hmm. with Jacoby Brissett, but I think the Falcons to me have been one of mm-hmm. my pet teams this entire, although I'm not sure the Falcon is a, you could have a pet as a, a Falcon as a pet. Sure. Yeah, those guys who Fal- like, I gotta admit, I might have taken it myself. I might have taken it. Around. It is a sneaky, fun game. I'm is. not arguing. I, I totally, I, t- I think Arthur Smith is an underrated head coach. I think Kevin Stefanski has done a good job with Cleveland's offense and Jacoby Brissett, especially, who seems to fit in the, the Stefanski scheme. He ranks top 10 in completion percentage, passer rating. Uh, I mean, if anything, I get the vibe from like Brissett that I I didn't really understand him this way before. I think he's just been kind of a tough mother in that offense. Like he just sort of fits what Cleveland's been, and I, he's unlocked Amari Cooper. And I want to see a game where Marcus Mariota does not have maybe the killer turnover. He said that like each week there's been like a moment where Marcus Mariota does all these heroic things, and then there's the might be who he is though. I think it know? is who he is, but I also think that there was another world where at this point Desmond Ritter was the starter, where Mariota like in oh, two God. weeks showed himself to be such a mess and not a not the right thing. And instead, huh. I think he's kind of risen them up to some degree, and their offense has been really watchable. You've got the number one rusher in Nick Chubb, who's my kind of player. Cordero Patterson, who's had a rebirth in Atlanta. I like this matchup. These have been two top 10 offenses, which yeah. is crazy. Stefanski having the Browns, and I know it's only three games, and you know, the schedule's been whatever, but the top five offense, that is some coaching. And with some new pieces everywhere, really, other than the running game, like Stefanski's got his groove back. I just feel like he is winning the divorce with Baker Mayfield in such a like vicious way. It's an it's I don't know if it's underrated, but it's regain. You know, I'm I'm bringing back the whole like oh yeah, Kevin Stefanski coached his freaking ass off in 2020, and I I don't think this is a crazy pick at all. I do wonder what Desmond Ritter would look like with this Atlanta team. At some point, he will play, and I think that the success they're having actually bodes well that that they can replace Mariota and still uh, get a lot done. I think the Falcons could win this game. Miles Garrett may not play. The Browns defense has been 
lackluster, I would say. Joe Woods uh, under some fire as their coordinator. And I think this is a tough team to prepare for. I think Arthur Smith has done a good job really setting up schematic advantages. You saw Kyle Pitts, you know, this big guy, 245 pounds, taking the top off a of defense. Like, they just present... And the quarterback s- missing him. Right. But they, they present certain challenges other teams don't that uh, it should be a fun one. One note, Miles Garrett, we did, we uh, off of that car accident, we, we, the car flipped, has a said? shoulder sprain. Strained biceps and lacerations. So and if I, he doesn't play and Clowney's been banged up and they lost a couple other defensive they have pieces, no pass rush, they, it's not a good defense. Yeah, the uh, Falcons are certified frisky. They are. They have a big three. They legitimately have a big three. And Pitts, Drake, London, and Patterson. Those are guys that if you can, if you could block for them, if you can give them, if you can give the quarterback time to go through his progressions. And if you have an offensive play caller you believe in, which we do, in Arthur Smith, I, I don't think it's a um, – I don't think this is some type of um, mirage that their offense is something that can put points. So You're this on is, these Falcons now. Go win like a game. That. I mean, they got to think about this as a winnable game for them. They're barely underdogs. I mean, surprise it, it me. all they depends like, what your viewpoint, like what your viewpoint is on I'm in on a team. I think that their offense – there was a hesit- I, there was a, a sense of hesitancy with you. No, because if, if you listen to the show, at the end of the you year, to I'm something. on the show. Yeah, but well, then you missed the episode that I was on talking about <laughs> before the season started. The Falcons will be better than people realize on offense, and it's for these reasons. I think they're definitely better than last year, and I think they have a chance here to put a get a win here. I think they have a shot now, the, and I do think what you're saying about Miles Garrett is a big part of this. I. We don't know. We know now what the general injuries are. How serious is it truly? Because there's obviously a, there's going to be a, a bit of a media blackout here. If you take Miles Garrett out of this Cleveland defense, it takes a lot of air out of the balloon of the entire team. So, and can Jacoby Brissett continue this? That's this has been a real story. Like he I think has he played can because really they're not well. Asking him, it doesn't center around him. But you're, you're, I probably think you're going to get a Brissett game where we're like, oh. It's going to be a berserker game from Dean Pease. Almost every game is a berserker game, but he's just going to send a million blitzes and see if the Browns can handle it. And uh, so far, they've been up for the challenge. Mariota, though. <laughs> I don't. That's what keeps me from really saying, all right, let's get behind the Falcons as like a Jaguars-esque fun team in the NFC. Right. Is he going to continue to kind of kill them and then the defense won't be good enough? And things get they play competitive games hard and lose on Mariota. a lot. I, you know, if if our good friend Wes was here, I think he would bring up some like stat analytics that like I've been bringing up for Geno Smith. Like Mariota's been fine. He has, but he's fine. had bad mistakes. It's the, in it's each the giveaways. Game. Like it's just that yeah. that and crunch he's, time. Right. Uh, all right. Let's see. Up next would be Greg. So the four p.m. hour on the East Coast is the worst of the season, I would say, this year. There's no game that really strikes my fancy, but I'm going to take Broncos Raiders. There's only three, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I figure I might as well take the the most interesting game to me, although I'm a little curious about Brian Hoyer, but maybe that'll stick around. Broncos Raiders, season on the line for the Raiders. I just feel like you can't fall to 0-4. Uh, I think if they're one and three in that division, like the, the, it's a long season. There's 17 games. They have enough talent. They've been in all these games that you can make a case for them. Uh, but it's getting late, early, and and so I like that. There's something really at stake for this team, and and I'm curious if this Denver team. It doesn't feel like a three and one type of team that, but has played good defense. Uh, 
can build on their fourth quarter. That was certainly the best quarter, I would say, of Russell Wilson's season. And that, they're doing that thing where they're like, oh, the real Russell Wilson finally came out. It's like, okay, well, why does that quarter matter more than than the rest of the season? We'll see if that continues. Right. That was a little bit on my radar as a trope after this game because you could imagine that's how it was covered by the local papers and the questions that uh, Hackett was answering in the press conferences, like how do you take that final game-winning drive or go-ahead drive and replicate it because that's the offense you were talking about. It's like, oh, yes, that's what we've been going for all year, and we hope to build on it. All right, so let's see it. Let's see it against a Raiders team that, did you know, this surprised me, actually. And now there's, you know, um, an extra playoff team and all that. There's only been one team since 2000 that's made the playoffs after 0-3. I thought that that wouldn't be quite... Was it the Colts? The Chargers? I, I don't know exactly. Um, okay. But um, I'm going to call up our research staff. Yeah, let's let's see who that was. But So they're 0-3. This is not a loser-goes-home match because the Broncos will be all right. But the Raiders have now moved past the cornered animal. And now they're the, you know... Ah, uh, like yes, the, the 2018 Texans. What a magical <laughs> run that was. What? That's the team. I don't know. That must have been a J.J. Watt year. It's Deshaun Watson starting out the season slow and then catching fire. Yeah, the Raiders now are like the animal that's kind of twitching on the ground. And it's like, is this – just poking it with a stick. Is this this it for the Raiders? Are they going down in flames? And I kind of think – Man, if I if I wasn't locking up the Lions, that I would go with the Raiders here because I huh. they have had the they're ball. Favored, they're favored, which is crazy. They've had the ball with a chance to win or tie all three of these losses against the Chargers, Cardinals, and Titans. And yes, they didn't get it done. But this is not a team that's completely in some type of hideous freefall. And I think there is an urgency a team plays with in this position when it has ability, which they certainly have. And on the flip side, you have the Broncos, who haven't really shown us much, especially on offense. So I feel very confident about the Raiders. I think with Denver, I mean, if they can figure out their red zone situation, they could be a very different team because they're top, you know, four, top 10 in the league in terms of yards per drive, but they are in terms of points per drive 31st. I have a stat for you. Let's hear it. Another one. Unleash it. They are dead last in red zone offense. The Raiders are 26, by the way. And first in red zone defense. That's dramatic. So uh, well, that's so one a, is bailing the other out. Yeah, there. that's why you're seeing a lot of field goal games. I, I, I mean, to the eye, the Broncos have been the most boring offense I've watched in uh, in the league wide. Wow. Well, I mean, I'm trying to think who would challenge Panthers, me on that. Panthers. Like, actually, like, the Panthers are so bad that it's to me, it's watchable. Panthers have had a couple it's, big it's like plays here and there, though. They've had a couple big plays here and there, and I've also just not watched the Panthers that closely. Not as closely as I've watched the you Broncos. Should. Your but, guy Baker really stinking. Lots of selling point, Greg. Thank you. <laughs> um, all right, that's a good game. I was I was going to take that, Greg. So I'm a little annoyed at you. It's not personal, but that that was my uh, that was a pivot point for my draft. I mean, the 4 p.m. games are pretty lackluster. That felt slightly better than the what other was two. it about the offense that you thought on that last drive? It was that he made some play. That, that he, he was moved a playmaker. Around. Yeah, he moved in the pocket. He was able to hit guys on the run. I thought it's. I think it's been strange. And I understand he's a little older now, and they need to protect their investment. But I think part of what made Russell Wilson great with Seattle was that he did kill you on the ground as well. He he would bail on the he's pocket. He's giving you nothing now. He, That's all of a sudden, he's right? this like pure, like uh, Flacco-esque statue in the pocket. Not in terms of he's that 
vulnerable in the pocket, but it's just that's where he lives. And I think there's something to be said for being a little bit more of a dual threat, uh, which he truly was. He, right. He was one of my favorite quarterbacks um, during the you know the midterm run with Seattle because he did everything right and he was so proficient. You just were like, damn it, he's like basically robotic, and that guy is not there right now. And I don't know if he's gone. Um, and I know, Greg, that's something that you've been on in the past, that he's just not the same guy anymore, or he's just lost touch a little bit he's with what made him great. definitely not the same physically. And, uh, yeah, our uh, friend of the show, Mina Kimes, has been on it, has been saying that's one of the reasons she had some sources with the Seahawks is that they thought he'd age well. Be- I mean, age poorly, sorry. Age poorly because of the lack of athleticism, that when he doesn't have that, it might not really hmm. translate. All right. Uh, that now brings it to me. And I'm annoyed. As I said, I'm annoyed now. Graver, I'm going to ask your help for this, um, and I'm going to go with Tennessee. I'm annoyed now. At Indianapolis. Ah, yes, another game. Too early. It's entirely too early uh, for Tennessee at Indianapolis to play twice before week eight. Yeah, that's what's good. Um, And, you know, once this time of year, sure. But then you put the other one in the back end. But it is what it is. Indianapolis won one and one after a much-needed victory over the Chiefs of all teams, uh, but I didn't think they looked that good doing it. Uh, Graver, I'm, I'm curious your thoughts, like when you kind of went back and took a close look at the game. Did you see things from the Titans that you thought are sustainable, and do you think they match up well against the Colts right now? I think there were things that were sustainable. The Titans' second-half offense floundered again, but if you really look at like the plays that ended those drives, it was like miscues, like Austin Hooper falling down one yard short of the line to gain and not like rolling for the first down or the play where Traylon Burks jumps for a pass that's a little bit behind him that if like he doesn't jump or Tannehill's out under pressure they convert that and keep the ball I am worried from a matchup standpoint because the Titans have struggled to stop the run especially without Harold Landry who was such a good edge setter that's had a cascading effect where the middle linebackers have to worry more about containing the outside and they can't just flow straight down the middle like they were able to in the past and you know Indy's going to run the ball and pound it with Jonathan Taylor and that's where they want you know to be the base of their offense so from that standpoint I am concerned but Indy averaged 3.8 yards per play against the Chiefs and somehow beat Patrick Mahomes doing that which is just crazy so many miscues on Kansas City's side that as a Titans fan, I'm like, there's no way Indy can get that lucky with the other team making how, mistakes. How about the Titans being three and a half point underdogs in this game? They are on the road. I mean, uh, I'm not gonna bring out the rainmaker, but I don't get I, that. I like the Titans quite a bit. Where is the rainmaker, by the way? Well, it's here in London. Where's it's been, it been? sprinkling. Um, all right, dude, do we have the drop ready? Let's bring it out. Let's go, Titans. Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't know why uh, you uh, pressured me into that when I'm sitting on one and oh. Now they don't have to win. I did pressure you. I just asked where the Rainmaker was. Well, yeah, and Mark, Mark said something, too. No, and I, 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 I do feel good about this one. And they don't have to win if they lose by one or two. I'm sorry for you, Graver, but I'm still dancing in the rain. You were not pressured into it, but I agree with you that the spread um, stands out to me as absurd. I don't believe in this Colts team. It was. I was glad to watch Tony Romo last week because he was very pointed about how slow Matt Ryan has been to pick up the system. He gave us some real information that I could tell he's either gotten from his tape sure. study or more likely from watching Ryan, that Ryan does not have the answers right now. Yet, like you think, oh, he's a veteran quarterback. He has the answers. There's so much problem you know between him and his staff, line. They don't, because everybody loves Tony Romo's talking to Tony about certain things. <laughs> so if he's picking up the offense slow, and in general he's slow They're going to send a lot of heat at him. Uh, and then you have Jonathan Taylor, who was had a huge week one, and it was like, oh, more of the same from Jonathan Taylor. 
They gave him the ball 21 times, and he averaged less than three and a half yards a carry. So the run blocking is still not there, in addition to the pass protection um, still being suspect. I just, you know. Don't let me down, Titans, now. It's a good spot for the Titans, I think. I'm part of your group. I thought it was a good sign that Derrick Henry looked like Derrick Henry to me last week. And it's it's very very on-brand, Graver, for the Titans to look as bad as they did um, and start 0-2 and then to reel off several wins in a row and then kind of put themselves back in in good graces of the AFC South. So another one I feel very good about uh, is the Titans taking care of business here. A kiss of death. Yeah, that is scary when everyone's confident in something, but... I just the Colts. I know they just beat the Chiefs, but the Colts, did anybody they, watch that game and say, oh, "Okay, the Colts no, they're they, better now"? Right. I, I, yeah. I wouldn't even say they beat the Chiefs. It just it well, just, they did beat the Chiefs. A, I mean, it, it came out a, in a weird way. Literally <laughs> defeated their passers, the Chiefs. A, a Robert Sala moment where the the Chiefs beat themselves. Their passers right, 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 finally right, right. came out, but I would say they're the worst offense in the NFL right now. If yes. I, them and the Panthers, I would say. Not. It's not good. It's not good. All right. Uh, let's. Uh, let's go with... Let's pick up the pace time for sure. Greggy, uh, good news for you, because I'm going to stay away from the late window here. Um, I will take Well, Jets. you have to take one in the late window. There's three of us. You're not going to not take one. Right. Of course I will, but I'll take whatever's there. Okay. Well, it's generous of you. Yeah, I'll take whatever's left over, because I know I'm going to watch. Right. I'll be watching Denver Las Vegas as well, and then I'll sure. have a second There's screen on the other game. On. Yeah, it's fair. Uh, AKA, I'll be watching Arizona and Carolina on the plane coming home. <laughs> Um, anyway, let's go with Jets at Pittsburgh. Uh, Zach Wilson is returning. He was cleared uh, to play, and um, I think I mentioned it to you guys actually at the airport. Um, as a Jets fan, it's like, man, this is not a good – this doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel like a good setup here uh, that the team has mostly disappointed um, since um, the season start- started after all the the good vibes. And now you're in a position where Zach Wilson, who is very much a question mark – you're asking him to ride in and save the day, and it's like, hmm. And then you have this situation at left tackle, and yes, I understand it. We're going to get to the Chargers, but they're snake bitten. But the Jets now have three their top three left tackles on IR. Mackay Becton, Dwayne Brown, and now George Fant all on IR, and now the Jets are going to start on Zach Wilson's blind side, and thankfully T.J. Watt's not playing. Connor McGovern, who has no experience and is basically a swing tackle type guy at left tackle. So it sets up uh, very poorly for an offensive line that has not played well for Zach Wilson to now enter rusty and cold after missing a month plus with knee surgery. And uh, it's for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think it's a it's a good matchup for them, even as they've been they have not been the same team defensively. We talked a lot about Mitch and the offense. They have not been the same defensively. They haven't been getting to the quarterback. But I think the Jets in this state and with Wilson being inexperienced and unproven, this is this is a this is really set up for the Steelers to have a big defensive game. I think. I think you're right, but I also could see the Jets' defense if they're going to do anything at any point this season this could be a success point for them, too. Because if you look at Mitch Trubisky, his yards per attempt are the lowest in the league. This is a stoppable offense. I don't think their ground game is that special. Their offensive line is vulnerable. And their passing game is essentially rudimentary. It's, it's, it's lower than NFL level in terms of what they accomplish, what they try to accomplish. They, have, they, they seem have content with doing less. I, I agree, but they're not using it the right way. 
like you and they're George... throwing like fifty times a game with Joe Flacco. I mean, Zach Wilson is the total mystery here. Is he gonna stink or is he gonna be uh, take a second year leap? Who knows? It's their I... only chance now because here they have is... to see him. I mean, don't you agree that like you needed to get him in the? As oh soon yeah. As possible? Uh, you just, I just, I just wish it came where the offensive line was in a better position because it hasn't played well overall, and now you have... Can the, I counter that with one thing? Like, I, No matter who you are, if you want to find out what your quarterback is, I kind of like putting him into a tough situation. I know I, I get that you want to mm-hmm. want everything to be perfect, but like, if he's going to be the dude, like he's going to have to figure but out how to... the question is, I don't think there's been any sign so far that he is the dude. I and don't think so either. What I'm but... saying is, is that as a Jets fan, that feels like the only thing now standing in the way of another... Five and twelve, four and thirteen, three and fourteen season is Wilson stepping up, and there's a very real possibility he struggles, and then it's like, oh my god, what we're we're starting over again. That's so. This is such a an important. Give him a little run Sunday. right here. We got to. Oh, watch. we are. We this are. is a good matchup. No TJ. But when your Watt. team has been as bad as this team has been for ten straight years, you 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 expect the worst. And I just, I'm very concerned he's going to be running into a buzzsaw. And you're right about the Steelers' offense can't even get 300 yards a game. But the Jets have been giving up big plays. They haven't been getting to the quarterback enough. And there's been a lot of miscommunications on the field. That goes right back to Robert Salva, Sal, the head coach. We need more results, less receipts. Yeah, the the miscommunications are a problem because if you're going to – a roadmap for success this year for the Jets is don't beat yourself and they're beating themselves with these blown coverages more than any team. It's also like take care of the ball. I think they're minus three in turnover margin. They're one of the last teams uh, in the league in terms of forcing turnovers where the, the Steelers are, are plus three. They don't have T.J. Watt, but I just feel like Tomlin is good at winning these sorts of games, and I like what they did offensively that they at least gave – Claypool and Johnson and picking some more chances to make plays down the field that should work this week. And I'm with you, Dan. I don't think it's a good spot for the Jets at all. And that's why I'm locking up the Steelers. Good is. That's rough. (laughs) It is rough to lock up. Mr. Biscay, I, I, I could have regrets. I, I think Jessica's bored of us by now. I can see it's, her. A, it's a long show. We've got to pick up the page. Jessica made of... the decision to come and sit in on the Thursday preview she show. She could be having brunch right now. Out on the town. She could be taking photographs of beautiful London. Well, she is modeling our NFL podcast uh, merch, Polo, which you can find on sale. Oh, no, wait. We've never sold merch. I guess uh, no one's thought that that could ever work. Literally, there's no way for any of our fans (laughs) to rep NFL Media's flagship podcast. All right, let's get into the next pick. Greggy, we're going to power through the rest here. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to take Chargers-Texans, which is not a good game, but I just am interested at the result uh, as my backup uh, early game because just like how low can the Chargers go, really? I mean, this is a great gift from the scheduling gods that Mm. you got the Texans this week of all week as you're adjusting. They hope maybe they can get Keenan Allen back. Herbert will be a a week healthier, uh, but no Bosa who went on injured reserve, no Rayshon Slater. Unbelievable. uh, As we know. And uh, Joey Bosa and Rayshon Slater in this situation in the same week is, uh, it's almost hard to fathom. It's, it's sad. And, and this is a game that tripped them up last year. Uh, I remember because I covered and, and drafted this game a year ago too. The Texans with I Davis Mills put a 40-burger yeah, on the Chargers. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. That was kind of the game where I was like, whoa, is Davis Mills something? Uh, they put a 40-burger on the Chargers when the Chargers were decent and trying to get to the playoffs. 
the reason I feel good about the Chargers this week, though, is like that hasn't been that same Davis Mills. Anything beyond 10 yards, he just hasn't shot straight. He just like doesn't put the ball where he's trying to put the ball, even when he's protected well. Like the ball just doesn't go there, and the ball is just flying over people's heads, and and that's it's tough to count on that. So I think the Chargers are still in a good spot. They've, I mean, if the Chargers fall here, their season essentially to me ends on some level because there's so many issues here. And 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 Justin Herbert, I get that he's been playing hurt and everything else, but. And and Keenan Allen has been out as well. I, I just I don't I th- th- this is one of the most disappointing teams in the league. I mean the injuries are crazy. It, that's a huge part of it. But I think if you're Brandon Staley, like at this point, like the, I had so much. I was so excited about the Brandon Staley experience. And Dan, I know that you weren't. Like there are. It just sounds like the energy around this team is that the players are maybe not buying into what Brandon Staley Ooh. is selling right now. And that's concerning because I, I, when you we, you know, we talk to like the MJDs and stuff, and when when they all the whole room, if they're not buying into a coaching staff, everything starts to go south very quickly. Five Pro Bowlers, I mean, last week at least. That's it's tough. I'm giving them a little bit of a pass. The Damian Pierce show uh, finally warmed up last week. He had a career high 22 touches, 101 scrimmage yards, and a touchdown at Chicago. So they get. That will help Davis Mills if we can have some balance. Our over Texans four and a half corner is is sweating it right now, Mark. We don't get any credit for that tie. Uh, Texans oh, over four and a half yeah. corner is it's long is, season. It's uh, it's not looking great if uh, they don't win this one. All right, let's move on uh, to Mark Sessler with your third and then fourth pick. I'm going to take the a late game here. I'm going to go Cardinals at uh, Panthers. Right. Uh, I keep wanting want to watch the Cardinals, and I'm I'm starting to lose uh, understanding and reasons why. You I drafted them the every I week. Think every I week you have. I haven't had watched no, them live. No, yet. I did not last week. And someone else, you took them. Rams, Cardinals. I believe. Oh, right, right, but, uh, right, 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 right. I was right. actually like stealing. Right, 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 right. I was right. stealing looks right. at your screen during that game. Um, ah, yes, you were. What a mess! And you have like eight screens up, so that's that's impressive. Not this week, I don't. I don't have any of my technology set up here. In, in How London. do you feel about that? I'm sitting on a couch that's essentially just been unwrapped from the store. I mean, like <laughs> nothing is going. Nothing is exactly the way it should be. I woke up late. That's life, isn't it? This Cardinals offense woke up. John late. Lennon. <laughs> Life's what happens when you're busy We're making other that. plans. <laughs> Graver in his John Lennon year. This is a great test of like. <laughs> Bad, does bad offense beat bad defense? Because um, the Cardinals' defense has been pretty terrible, uh, but the Panthers' offense has been even worse. I think the worst. I think I'm being tough on Breaker because that game last week was one of the worst starts by a quarterback that will be made all year. Uh, he would have had about 12 yards passing if not for that like little hitch route that uh, and a missed tackle. Took. And, yeah. yeah, it's also true if you look at the Browns' game. Right. The same thing. But he's like, had terrible he, quarters. He threw the ball 10 times to Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. They had 16 yards and two catches on those. He looks unplayable, almost. Like, he, P.J. Walker, at this point, would be better. I, I understand having optimism that it will get better. It, it should. Uh, it should this week. If ever there was a week to get it going against the Cardinals, he should have some nice I mean, advantages. I guess if you're, if you're Matt Ryan and you've been in the league for as long as you have and we're hearing that he's not picking up the Colts offense, I think that could be true Fair. of Baker, too. You showed, showed up, up right late, But you're year. 30th in total offense, 31st in passing, 31st on third down, 
30th in the red zone, 29th in big plays. It's really only been the few big plays they've had that have bailed Baker out of having he halves where he's had like 22 yards passing. And maybe that's what it is. It's a combination of him not being comfortable with the offense, but also all the bad habits on the field that plagued the end of his Cleveland tenure. His unsteadiness in the pocket, uh, bad footwork. Uh, center center co- quarterback exchange. He had four fumbles that in That is an in issue. He, he bails on the pocket prematurely, throws off the back foot. I mean, all that stuff Make is— Make some plays, Kyler, by the way. Sorry. It's all— <laughs> Yeah, we're not, we're not there yet. I just got excited. I know you are. Just I know you are. Excited. And I think the reason, part of the reason you're being so hard on Baker, uh, Greg, is that uh, you, you're a bit of a jilted lover. You were one of the adopters of Baker's a stud, and now we're seeing he's That's, not a stud. Since when was I ever that guy? Check your QB index. I was pretty uh, pretty hard on him in saying he was like uh, a mid-level quarterback, but I did not think that he could play at this level. No, I like this because it fuels my Teddy Bridgewater narrative. This is a- that they would be a playoff team if they had Brid- like Teddy Bridgewater the last two years. My Teddy Bridgewater I- narrative. This is the lowest version of Baker we've ever seen. It's, it's, it seems unrescuable. I, I think they got to play right, it now out. Now you can talk about Kyler Murray no, if you want. There's not much to it. It's just like this is a game, and I think he's shown it, but you did get that, that contract. Just be the guy who makes the plays in this game, win this game, get to 2-2, two and two, and, and despite some real issues, they'd be in the good shape. Because Kyler Murray's done that in only one quarter this entire season. It's like he seems to go where the offense goes. He doesn't pull the offense. Although last week was a lot. It was not on him for the most part. Zach Ertz was killing him. A.J. Green, uh, analytics-wise, is the worst receiver in the league. Just can't finish a play. He's out now, which I don't think is a, is a bad thing, unfortunately. For yeah, that, I mean, and, and with A.J. Green, I know he made some plays last year, but they had to expect this as a possible outcome. He's he's not nearly the same player anymore. On Carolina's side, by the way, Christian McCaffrey's back again on the um, injury report with a thigh issue, so we'll see if, if that's just management or he actually has something going on. These have been two of my least favorite teams to watch so far this year, so... Fair. You know, maybe they'll surprise us and we'll get an entertaining game, but uh, we'll not bank on it. All right, Mark. Back to you. Well, there's not a lot to pick from here, but I'm going to go um, Bears-Giants. Hi, Ben. For one reason only, the Giants. The Bears have been a tough watch. Uh, they're they're a disaster on offense. I think Justin Fields, I, I, I wish it were different because I, I think there have been moments where you wouldn't think this. Oh I think he's my. the worst quarterback in the league right now. Oh, my. But I like the Giants. I know you Under do. Table. You are. Maybe you're well, a Giants you know, fan. I, kind of, I, I, I grew up watching the Giants. It's the first team I watched. And it's weird because like I was in Jets-Giants territory, and my child mind was wise enough uh, to not latch onto the Jets uh, as, a, as a, on as a the Browns. Not... They were good back then, by the way. Yeah. At least the Bears <laughs> can run. I picked the Bears in this game. I don't feel good about either, but I definitely don't feel good about either of these teams being a three-point favorite. So Ooh, I just picked the Bears. This is a tough The Bears one. at least have a couple things that they do well. They run the ball well, and I think their defense is average. Whereas I, I have questions that the Giants have done a good job piecing it together, uh, but I don't think they're good at anything. I think that um, I don't know if you guys saw. I think they can run the ball. Schrager on Good Morning Football had a a good little jag on this, and it was the Giants put so much into the Monday night game that they're like, everybody, we're doing a whiteout in the crowd, and you know, we got the the Cowboys coming on Monday Night Football, and they're weakened. They don't have Dak in there, and we're 2-0, and we have a chance to be, you know, the buzz of the league, and what happens? Half the building is filled with Cowboys fans. You you don't find a way to beat a team with a Cowboys team that is, you know, merely okay and 
without Dak Prescott, you still weren't able to get stops when it counted in that game. You get beat. And it's just like that took a lot of the air out of the blue. And I thought it was it was nice to see another um, explosive play from Sa- Saquon Barkley. I'm, I, I think like everyone, of el- everyone else, I'm convinced as, as long as he stays healthy, this is a situation where he's going to have his best year since that first season in 2018. Uh, but we, we talked about the Giants a lot um, on the Monday Night Recap. They're so frenetic on offense and so weird, but the Bears, I, I'll, I probably won't pick, pick the Bears all season. So I, I the get, Giants are my, my choice here. Remember, I had the sandwich bet about the quickest game in NFL history. These are This, this is one game where if you're going to go pick and you want to look for it, there's a chance here because I think the Bears— Too many punts. They too many punts. You the, need too teams that— The Bears, the Bears ran many for 281 puns. yards too last week. They're now, they're now a team. They're, they're two top five rushing offenses. The Bears are it. You're right. The, the Bears the are going to do that, state too. What's Montgomery's status, by the way? He's he's probably out, but, they, uh, but I don't think it matters. With, I, I, see, I agree. I don't know if they're all with, with Herbert you, and the rest Herbert's of them. You good. can do it. And, like, he's they good. ran for 281 yards last week. I think that's who they are right now. They're last year's Eagles. No team last year— ran for more than 280. That's, that's what Chicago is going to try to do. The, the, the Giants should try it as well. I like this kind of game on that front. It's from 1962. All right, here we go. The penultimate pick. Uh, the old Zeuser will grab a late game. New England at Green Bay. Uh, you know what happened with Mac Jones hopping off the field. Very serious high ankle sprain for Mac Jones. It would be very shocking if we see him on the field. But Bill Belichick, um, in his latest press conference on the issue, would not give us a damn thing. Day by day, it's getting better. See how it goes. Day <laughs> by day. Day by day. What do I look like? A doctor, an orthopedic surgeon? Day by day. You think I'm going to read the MRI? Like, that's not my job. So, yeah, it's day by day. It's getting better day by day. We'll see. We'll see how it is tomorrow. A lot better than it was yesterday. Let's see what it is. That's so much more than he needed to say. <laughs> well, those were, I think, multiple answers cut together. That was he certainly like those I were think it was Those were like four <laughs> answers. <laughs> you think? You think anybody thought he was just saying that? Over I don't know. And over. I, that caught me <laughs> off guard there. Ah, <laughs> uh, but that's crazy. He's never and by the way, he never goes on a riff like we that. Need the, so that's for yeah, me. we need to cut separately for future use. What am I, a doctor? <laughs> That was yeah. pretty good. With my own orthopedic <laughs> surgeon. No, but I mean, you've been around football a while. I think you've probably getting no, good medical information. He never had to deal with this with Tom Brady. <laughs> um, and now I think the, like, the media is a little less respectful where they're like, uh, we want some answers. Yeah. The, the, the funny thing is I think he's just kind of having some fun as much as Bill Belichick can with the media because there's no doubt that he's not playing. So there's no gamesmanship involved on Sunday against the Packers in my mind. But, uh, yeah, it creates a very bad – very bad situation for New England. So it's Brian Hoyer. He's a career backup. He's very – he's Brian Hoyer. Say no more. Now running a New England offense that showed some growth uh, weeks one through three, but I think they'll take a step back now um, with Mac Jones out of the lineup against the Packers. I feel really good about the Packers as well in this. I don't know where the where the desert has this that game. That nine and a half. Started, okay. Started I think that's right. I think that is right around. This is a game where I could. I'm not trusting Greg the Green Bay offense yet, but this has got 24-10 written all over it. I could see that, but I I'd feel pretty good about taking the Pats with all those points because when you're an offense in Green Bay that's averaging 16 points per game, and you're a 10 point favorite, I have questions. I think the Patriots defense has been sound for the most part. Uh, the Ravens lit them up because that's what Lamar Jackson does, but those were mostly just insane plays. 
Uh, Brian Hoyer starting a game, you know, it's tough. It's been a while. He started that Chiefs game a few years back in prime time for the Patriots, which was ugly. Uh, he, you know, people that like defend that are like, oh, he didn't find out about that until Friday night, so he never practiced. Uh, but it is, it is Brian Hoyer. And as Matt Lafleur will tell you, if you squint really hard, Brian Hoyer is a special guy. I remember watching a lot of the cutups from this is a long time ago from the '14 season, and um, you know, you, you could make the case and take all his, his great plays that he made and you thought he was a, one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Well, but so <laughs> have you seen no, Matt you, Ryan? Do you want to know what 2014 just his highlights? Cuz 2014 <laughs> the, re- of anyone. the reason he was watching it's that true of us. was it was the Shanahan's offense in Cleveland and that was the year that Wes actually wrote a huge article yeah. about Brian Hoyer because you could say it was that about Davis Mills last year. His 20 best plays were awesome. Like, Does anybody it, know how it, long ago 2014 was by the way? <laughs> It was literally eight years ago. <laughs> Brian Hoyer actually was a good quarterback that season. Might as well that's be all the I'd 14th say. century. The, the Patriots. Like, has no, it, uh, that's fine. He had a nice run. I know. What, I understand where he's coming from. That's all. Versus just giggling at him. Like, that's all. Right. The pa- I mean, it, it was funny, away. though, because giggle he said away. if you watched him in 2014, funny, and you only took his best plays. That's even funnier. I understand it's the like Browns won the reel. Super Bowl that year with I Brian Hoyer. Then, then you could say, that was a long it's time like if you, if you watch his highlight reel that some Browns fan made, it's awesome. Well, it's also just a coach not laughing at the opponent to the press. Like you're trying to build, you're just doing the coach thing where it's like, hey, this is still a tough game. I don't think it is. And I think actually Green Bay's offense, which is seventh in yards per drive, seventh in points per drive, and can run the ball really well. And it's not all about Aaron, Aaron Rodgers having to do everything. They're balanced for once. I, I think they're going to come in and stomp New England. I don't think this is a situation where the Patriots, who feel like they're floating away on offense, this isn't the 2014 situation for Brian Horry. You're in a disorganized attack. For, for the first time last season, the Patriots got my uh, emotions stirring a little bit. I was really? Like, oh, for the first a- time? Yeah. I mean, I haven't watched any of their games live. I did a little last week. Yeah, because Mac Jones was so bizarre. He had like a peak Jameis Winston game, which is not a good thing. He had five, um, what do they call big-time throws via PFF, which is like by far his career high. Like he, he was making some plays, and they're running really well. Uh, and so it got me thinking like, I don't know, maybe Hoyer can keep this thing close. We'll see. We'll see. I don't doubt. It would be very Patriotsy for this to be a five, yeah. six-point game. That's all. I, I don't doubt Belichick's ability to scheme something up with the Packers night in, not in full flight on offense. To I mean, if Green Bay, yeah. lo- if they ever went into this situation and lose to the Brian Hoyer-led Patriots, Green Bay is in a major situation. The thing that situation. worries me, though, is Greg Bedard's been all over this. Like, last week... Belichick took over as the offensive coordinator. He was talking to Mac Jones every single play. His back was to the game like he used to be on defense. Remember right. all those shots of like Belichick like gathering the defense around the and he's coaching it and he's not even paying – even on the Patriots like during their good years, he's not even paying attention to the offense because Charlie Weiss or Josh McDaniels got that. Now he's doing that with the offense and Patricia seems a little like out of the mix and they had a nice offensive game, but it's like how much can you do? Maybe you should have hired more than like six former cromies and like three of your sons. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got Steve now running the defense, so you don't have to worry about the offensive side of things. Steve he has and that a daughter, mullet. too. He's a daughter, too, who plays lacrosse, or coaches lacrosse now. Is she on the staff? No. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, it's Maybe not. at her. No, she's well, a coach. why is it only a big you, time you coach. hire more than just sons That's, in, in well, 2022? Hey, listen, you're absolutely right. That's what I'm saying. That is well said. Thank you. Well said. Sorry, Thank I know you. we're supposed to speed up. Let's finish this thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, Wait, the what? next pick. Take I just meant generally, then. but I forgot I'm up. Commanders-Cowboys is the last pick. Kyler Murray, do something, right? 
Sorry, I was just getting even with Greg for earlier. <laughs> Commanders, <laughs> Cowboys. What a game. There's a lot of Jets gear in this studio. Um, I don't know why, but do you think if I took something, anybody would notice? We're in a foreign country. I think I, if no. you break the law that's, in a foreign I'm country, a that's dodgy. I'm wearing a jacket that we took from the uh, team store like four years ago that was just Maybe out of respect to Henry, I'm going to ask for this, this Jets pullover with the old logo on it. Hmm. I gotta say the Cowboys with Cooper Rush and like the defense, they've they're they're kind of fun right now. They were really aggressive how they called plays. This would be a fun three and one Cowboys team. The NFC East actually might be interesting. Uh, the Cowboys defense, they've kept these defensive backs together, even though they're not big names for five or six years, and then they're getting this much pressure. It's a nice combination, especially against a guy in Carson Wentz who who handles pressure worse than anyone. I was thinking, I almost picked this, that I am more interested in watching the Cooper Rush-led Cowboys than the Dak Prescott-led Cowboys. That's sad. I'm texting Henry about seeing if I could have some of this Jets like, gear. You guys what? carry on. Oh, is that what's I, happening? Oh, yeah. I played that like, sound because I'm locking up the Cowboys. Are you? Interesting. I, I like that. I think I think that would, I know what you mean. I think it's just maybe this Cowboys team is friskier. Their defense could be really good and when you put Dak in there. But I think them having Cooper Rush almost like simplified thing. And I love that they were they were – Kind of balls to the wall last week, and I thought you haven't seen that much out of Kellen Moore and, and Mike McCarthy. It was fun. Dominique Foxworth had this crazy theory, uh, which it kind of made sense to me that somehow, like Dak Prescott is so good that almost like the coach, then he can do everything. That the coaching staff didn't know what doesn't almost know what to do. They have all these like options, and they end up being nothing. And that with Cooper Rush, they know exactly what to do, and they're better at it. And I was like, that actually, it's a galaxy brain thought, but it kind of made sense. Hmm. I liked it. It was a good take. Where are you, Dan, with your text? Sorry, I was just trying to fill the air. I I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Henry did clear (laughs) me to take a shirt. Let's clear. Um, All right, good. You locked up the Cowboys? Yes, sir. Wow. That pass rush is finger licking good. (laughs) Nom, 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 I got to say, no one's like locked up a team with a, a bigger spread than than like four this year, which is a lot of, um, you know, integrity. It's gallant, it's gallant in, of us. Integ- yeah. Integrity, right. I guess. Um, and people that get a little annoyed because, Greg, you're all over the announcer angle of things about the Cow- the Cowboys and commanders should not be getting Burkhart, uh, Olsen, Andrews, and Tom Rinaldi. Well, how about Pat's Packers getting Romo and Nance? Although there's no good late game, so there's no, they were in a tough spot. The Cowboys game is also the biggest nationally broadcast game. It like eats up the whole map. It's crazy. It's crazy. Oh, I get why they're doing it, but I, I'm with you. It's like matchup-wise, come on. But that matchup is always, yeah, ratings. People watch it. You know, I don't care about that. Why, why do you care about ratings? People. Who? I'm, people I'm or the NFL? I'm talking about the people. Oh, the people. Like, okay, ah, that, that answers the question, but it doesn't make me happy. Well, yeah, exactly. It's why, why am I even <laughs> saying that? Because the reason why they're doing that yeah. is because Fox wants to put their best crew on the game that most people want to watch. And people, oh, they're not America's team anymore. They haven't won in 25 yeah, they years. Are. They are. Everybody loves the Cowboys still. The Cooper Rush first start, uh, who is that against? I think is the most watched game of the entire season. And the, and the, the Bengals football. game. Yeah, the Bengals game is the most watched. Wow. Like, Cowboys-Bengals was the most watched game of the All season right. so far. <clears throat> Before we sign off, South Bank Takeover will be there 1230 Saturday. If you're in town, come visit, support, cheer, boo. Last call around the NFL live tonight <laughs> from the O2 Forum in Kentish Town. Limited tickets available on Ticketmaster. Come see us there. Cheer, boo, whatever. Come. 
And yes, we'll be at we'll be at the Vikings Saints from Tottenham Hotspur Stadium Friday on fun Sunday. That's right. Uh, so if you see us there, cheer, boo, punch Greg. Do the Houdini thing. You know how Houdini, how he died? A fan because Houdini was known uh, for being able to do anything, escape anything. An escapist. Can you take a punch, Harry Houdini? Yeah, take that, sir. Right to your Jolly Rogers. Punch him right in the belly. Uh, he had a ruptured spleen or something. He died from the punch. Now, don't do that to Greg, but I'm saying... Weird. Um, yeah. uh, Why me? How about Dan? Punch him. Uh, okay. That's how he died? That seems like... this. I believe this is the story. And um, I think that's right, in the chest, yeah. He knocked him out. Right in your Jolly Rogers. Sounds, and that's how it went. Right. But don't do that to Greg. Or Dan. Or Mark. Or Justin. Or no. Jessica. Bring, bring out those quarter zips and... Uh, have a great I got another quarter zip on, and uh, quarter zip nation, rise up. I know it's not three quarter zip. I've been told. I still stand by that it's a three quarter zip because the measurement begins from the bottom of the shirt. <laughs> no, you negative. go up three quarters, <laughs> then you zip. Incorrect, incorrect. But I'll for you people, That's I funny. will align. I like that. Um, and say, okay, it is a quarter zip. Got another one on. Just I've already gotten multiple compliments from people across London on this quarter zip, um, and even Jessica's coming around on it privately. She told me. She just gave a thumbs up. She is just waiting for this to end. Thank you to everybody for listening. And yes, the Friday Fun Show live from a pub in West London tomorrow. So be online live for that. Until then, this is Dan Hansa signing off for The Quiet Storm, The Old Boss, Gravedigger, Jessica, Henry Hodgson, Handsome Hank. Tonight's the big show. Heed the call. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that! A redwood forest would be cool. 
<laughs> Ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.